What's up, y'all? Uh, got the episode today with Eric Coates. We originally recorded this uh, before Christmas, so you'll hear some happy holidays talk. Just go ahead and ignore that because obviously I'm catching up publishing these. Um, great conversation, though. A, uh, a inspector out of North Carolina um, teaches with ICA, so he's gonna, we talk a little bit about uh, new inspectors, some tips there, what new inspectors uh, often get wrong, um, what he's learned through teaching and growing his own company. Um, and I've known him for, you know, three, four years now. Um, so I hope you enjoy that couple quick updates for you. So Megan and James from our product team, um, have been hard at work and we've put out some amazing features lately that I don't think everyone knows about. So, um, you can sort defects by the most used in your template. I don't know if a lot of you know about this and uh, this has been asked for from the beginning. So, um, back in the day, everyone always said, Kevin, it'd be amazing if, the software just kind of knew, or if I could, you know, put my most used defects at the top to reduce scrolling. So on site, your most used defects in every item will be at the top if you use this feature. And so this didn't get as much buzz as frankly, it should have given how impactful this is to the entire user base. So it got a little bit of Facebook buzz in the group, but I think, um, it's definitely worth noting here and, and for you guys to check it out in, in the template um, settings. And I'll link to it. I'll link to the article in the description here if you want to learn more about it. Uh, Josh McKay, shout out Josh. He said it was saving him enough time to get home and tuck his kids into bed. So that is a powerful uh, statement there. He didn't even blast it anywhere. He just said it to, to Megan on our product team. So shout out Josh for that. Um, Here's another one that hasn't been officially announced yet. So you're getting the exclusive here, um, but we now have a link to Zillow on the new inspection page. Um, I'll link to the video here on that, but it allows you to verify uh, the data that we pull in from Adam, our other provider, um, because Zillow obviously I think increased their prices to a, a ungodly amount um, a year or two ago for pulling in their data. Um, and then we have a, a little teaser. I'll link to some other articles for quoting and draft inspections. It's available in beta right now for anyone that wants to try it out, but just more tools, more flexibility um, for quoting, sending out quotes and leaving inspections in the draft status. I think I talked about that um, today on a pod episode I, I filmed with Scott Knutson. So um, just some cool little things there to know. Next gen, um, increasing quality, um, I believe. Um, another couple hundred inspectors are now using it on all inspections and having no crashes, no problems. So, um, a lot of gains and improvements there. So check that out if you want to keep, um, you know, helping improve that, but it's, it's, it's near prime time and we'll, we'll be uh, on the main stage very soon. Hope you enjoy this chat with Eric Coates. And as always, if you guys know of an inspector or a company that has a great story, that you'd love to be on the pod, shoot them my way, Kevin at spectora.com. Um, and let us know in the comments, um, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, what you think. All right, y'all. But first, how, how have the holidays been? Like how uh, oh, we're doing great. What, what are you up to this holiday season? Uh, we, we start tomorrow celebrating with family. So, uh, are you staying around there or do you, do you travel? Yeah, we're pretty much staying home. My brother lives a couple hours away, so we'll go there. And we're going to stay at home. Our daughter ha has been married for a year. And this year she's spending Christmas at his house or at his parents' house. So Doing the alternating. Yeah. Doing we, we have to learn to share, I guess. Uh, we have an only child, so we have to learn to share. Yeah. That's, the, that's sometimes the downside when people have to split Christmases and go back and forth each year. But I so, did it too. So. Yeah. So we've known each other for, it seems like, 
the years, you know, the years keep adding on now. How long ago was that when we met at the North Carolina conference? I met you in early 2019. 2019. So that was before COVID. Uh, Alexis, right? That's right. That's a good memory. Yeah. We went to that, that nice little conference in North Carolina there that are you involved with that association? Remind me. Um, I have been for many, many years and I've been on the board for many, many years and I'm officially off of the board, Okay, but I'm still kind of behind the scenes helping and, uh, function, helping make it all happen. And the, the conference this year is in at the beach at Carolina beach and I'm going to go help. Nice. Very cool. Well, yeah, if we, if we could just start kind of um, looking back at kind of your journey and story, just so people can get to know where, where you come from and kind of how you, how you found this business in the first place. I always like starting there. Okay. Um, I have a computer science degree from NC State University. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and worked in corporate America for many years. And uh, how many? How many? Let's see. I started in '86 when I graduated, and I, my position was eliminated in '02. '02. Okay. And I had switched companies, so I was uh, one month shy of 14 years at that company when my position was eliminated in summer of '02. Were you just like hardcore writing code? Like what, what type of, what was the nature? No, of I was, uh, I was a, mainly a software tester. Okay. Right. Here's, yep. here's the specs of this software. Go make sure it works. Now I'm a house tester. So did you enjoy that world? Um, and what was that transition? Like it was, it was good. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I worked at a great company. Uh, and everybody says, well, they don't lay off. Well, they did lay off. Oh, two. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was a period of time that I was being paid to make and play video games. So <laughs> what, what kind of, what kind of world are we living in? It's right? great. Sounds like an amazing world. Uh, and I had a I had a friend at work that said, Eric, with your attention to detail, you ought to be a home inspector. He was a part-time real estate agent. Interesting. This was mid-90s, and I thought, what is a home inspector? And took a course at a local community college. And over the course of 97, I took a course at the community college and got my GC license. Mm-hmm. Took another course at the community college, got my home inspection license in 97. North Carolina started licenses effective October 1st of 96. And I got my license early October 97. And at that point, I played as a home inspector because I was still in corporate America. And uh, fate happened in 02 and I became a home inspector. So did you have kind of, I mean, that's like five years to kind of ramp up. So were you building relationships and kind of like, no, okay. It was a cold cover. I was playing as a home inspector and actually a a friend from work and I did it together. When I showed up to that class at the community college to, for the home inspection, he was there. So he and I did it together. We built, we, we built a word document that was our, our, take paper in the field to take notes and we built another word document that was our um that was our software our report right and it was very manual 
Uh, and I used that, but, and, and I had actually, my license had almost expired because I had quit renewing it because I was so busy in corporate America and uh, my position was eliminated. So I took a bunch of continuing education and renewed my license and, and started. So talk me through what starting looks like, kind of what, what did you do when, when you were like, all right, I guess I'm a home inspector now. How do, how do I do this? <laughs> and, and being in corporate America, right? You don't do marketing, you don't do sales, you don't do advertising, you, you don't do any of that stuff. Right. Uh, in the beginning, I actually cold called every realtor in my local phone book. And I know phone books don't exist anymore. Right. Um, but I cold called realtors and one of them invited me to a BNI group, a business networking international group. And that's an organization that has chapters that allows one person per profession. Uh, and you go and, and that organization can teach you your 30 minute elevator speech, how to do a 10 minute presentation. You know, you learn all of that stuff and start making relationships and start marketing to realtors. How, what was your hit rate? Would you say with these cold calls, like how many, how, what would you say your rate of like, Oh, Hey, great. Nice to meet you. I'll use you on the next home inspection. <laughs> Zero. The, the only thing that the cold calls netted was that lady inviting me to the BNI. The BNI. This, this particular chapter was just starting and she invited me. And that's, and, and then you meet her, right. And then you meet who she works with and, and you, you ask everybody in the group, what realtors do you know? And you go meet them and it, it's, it's tricky because realtors are loyal. They, they find somebody they like and they stick with them and, uh, until something happens. Yeah. Works in your advantage when they're loyal to you, right? Yes, um, it is. Yeah. Yes, it does very so well. That, so that was that BNI group really the the jumping off point that led to the relationships that led to the paying jobs and kind of got your momentum going? It was. And then, you know, there's all kinds of groups. I was, I've been in Rotary, mm -hmm. which is more of a service group as opposed to a networking group. And you, you've got chambers and all of that. You just, it is all about meeting people. The, the philosophy right in BNI is they got to know, like, and trust you. No, like, and trust. If, if someone does not know you, they're not going to send you a referral. Did that part come pretty natural to you? Because you're a personable guy. I liked you right when I met you. Did you just kind of naturally know that, hey, you just talk to people and get to know them and you build relationships? Or did you have to kind of learn it through experience? Well, and uh, naturally, I'm an introvert. <laughs> And my wife changed that over many years of being together she, uh, uh, and going. And so I, I and as a, as a business owner, self-employed, you learn, you got to go meet people and you got to talk and you got to, the 30 minute elevator speech, right? Who are you? What do you do? How can I help you? Yeah. And I love your story because you majored in computer, was it computer science? You yes. said, right. Yeah. So if you could do that and turn into kind of like, Hey, I got to, there's a certain level of personability and likability that a home inspector needs to have. Um, that's quite the change. Not a lot of computer science majors can say they uh, went and built relationships with hundreds of agents. Because most of us sit in a cubicle or an office right here at the computer and we're yeah. happy. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So you get off to a good start. Kind of what's that journey like, you know, um, from then till now? Because that this is that's quite a career over the time. Was it just a straight linear 
kind of growth from uh, no, 02 till now? Well, we had, right, that was 02 and, um, and then in the late 2000, right, 20, 2009, we had the housing market crash. And so that was, uh, and, and my wife was a part-time worker at that point with a nonprofit and, and during the housing market crash, she went and got a real job and with benefits so that we could quit paying for insurance and things like that. So I, I can remember at that period, we still had a home phone and the cell phone has always been my company phone. Mm-hmm. Occasionally I would use the home phone to call the cell phone because I was sure it had been turned off. <laughs> <it never rang. laughs> Are you, This is a great segue into kind of what the current environment is reminding people of. Are you seeing any parallels in terms of the, the fall off now, or like, how would you characterize now versus living through 08, 09? Well, and that was, that was a drop off, right? That was a cliff. Cliff. Yeah. Um, this has been, you know, COVID changed everything in our world, but, and I'm fortunate in the, in the Raleigh area, we are, we are always ranked as one of the best places to live. North Carolina, one of the best places to be. And a lot of great growth here from everywhere. And so we have a great market uh, and COVID 20 and 21 were off barely, but not bad. 2022 has been a very weird year. And I was actually at the, uh, the triangle chapter of the association meeting this past, this Tuesday. And there were a lot of people. We had a special guest. There were 40 people or so, and I chatted with several and everybody's saying it's a weird year. It's an off year. One, one multi-inspector firm guy there said they're running at about three quarter pace right now. Three quarter. And and he said, I'm trying to keep guys happy so they don't leave. Yeah. Feels like a tale of two years. It's been very roller coaster. It's some weeks we are slammed. The next week it's like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. The volatility in mortgage rates is, is kind of unprecedented to see. I noticed as soon as interest rates, June and July for us, for me personally, was very slow. Yeah. Because interest rates spiked and buyers kind of stopped. And But since then, it's been good. Not great, but good. That's good to hear. Yeah. I was going to ask you that of kind of like, do you feel like things are somewhat settling in and normalizing the sticker shock may be gone from 6% mortgage rates? Right. And I tell everybody when they're talking about it, I, we bought our first house in 1988. And that interest rate was 13.5. 13.5. And, and like three years later, we refinanced it for 10 and a half and we had a party because we so the lead, the moral of the story is don't be freaked out by these level of mortgage rates because right. it happens. It, it's going to change and you just refinance, right? Yeah. Yep. 100%. So, so we reconnected through, through ICA. So like, tell, tell, tell us or tell the audience kind of your connection with ICA, how you got involved kind of in the teaching realm. So I started, I started full-time in 2002 and somewhere around 2005, I started teaching continuing education home inspectors. Um, Why'd you do that? Just a different avenue of revenue, right? I'm, uh, I, I had to attend continuing ed and I started thinking, well, heck, I could do this. So I started teaching continuing ed. And then somewhere soon after that, I think I did it about three years on my own. 
Mm-hmm. And then got heavily involved in the the association, North Carolina Licensed Home Inspector Association, and I've been helping their education or teaching their education for a lot of those years since then. Um, in 2015, so there were there were two gentlemen in in my area that did continuing education together for 15 or 20 years, and in 2015, one of those guys passed away. Mm. And I joined forces with the other gentleman and we formed a company and started teaching continuing ed. And then that gentleman, the, the gentleman I started with passed away in 2018. Oh, sorry to hear that. Uh, so, so about 2015, I've been teaching continuing education on my own again and some other like how to pass the test course and things like that. Um, in 2020, Floyd Gibbs, who's a, He's out of Virginia, but he's a home inspector. Big. He's got a multi-inspector firm there, and he was he was just starting to teach with ICA, and he attended one of my continuing education courses in in 2019, I guess, in 2019, and got me involved in that ICA or invited me to be involved and went through that process. So I've been teaching with ICA since 2020. And we do um, continuing education for home inspectors. We teach a course on how to pass the test. And uh, Floyd and I lead up teaching uh, field training. So in North Carolina, one option to become a home inspector is a 200-hour education course. It's a it's 120 hours of classroom and 80 hours of field training. Okay. So we teach, Floyd teaches five in Charlotte. I teach four in Raleigh. Floyd teaches one more in Raleigh, and I think Floyd teaches a couple in Wilmington. So we teach, uh, what's that, 12 courses a year in North Carolina on pre, uh, on the field training to bring in new home inspectors. Um, I think, and I've been, so let's see, I, I told you my inspection software, I, I used a Word document for way too many years, and mm-hmm. I was at the the North Carolina conference in 2012 when a competitor of yours attended. Mm-hmm. And I was actually at that point, I was taking a course at the community college on how to write a phone app. I was going to develop my own software. I was not happy with the Word document. I was not happy with, with what I could find. I was going to develop my own software. And I attended this conference and a competitor was there and he had the vast majority of what I wanted. So I started using his in 2012 and, and I can uh, right. I'm a, I'm a home inspector using it every day, but I'm a computer scientist. So I've got some background on what it takes. Right. So I gave him tremendous improvements to his software over the years. Um, I met you in 2019 and we spent, I think it was that that was February or March and my office manager and I spent a lot of hours converting our template from other software to yours. Uh, and I started live October of 2019 and the guy that works for me and I both agree it was a great move. Um, so using that software. So I'm a, I'm an ICA teacher and a um, Spectora user and your marketing guy, I think found me somewhere through those connections. And that's how we 
started the ICA Inspector Partnership is I started pinging people at ICA to say, let's do this. Yeah, it's great. It's an amazing story. And the it was a pleasure, you know, to meet you and kind of your level of sophistication on the tech side was very refreshing and, and appreciated because, yeah, you just, you understood I think more than the average home inspector because you've lived in software before. And, um, and I know ICA is lucky to have you. So, so continuing ed is it's worth noting. Cause I think some folks just think these schools do only new inspector training. So ICA offers continuing ed right. and new to industry training, correct? Yes. In any is. state, no matter what state someone is. So if there's an inspector watching this ICA can help them out. Yeah. They have the ICA school.com, right. Is the, website you can see what they offer and and not every state requires continuing ed mm -hmm. uh, north carolina has some of the stiffest standards in the u.s for home inspectors and they, and it, it, uh, as such they offer no reciprocity to another state so ah. being a home inspector in another state can qualify you to take the exam but you still have to take north carolina's exam to get the license do you recommend all inspectors do some form of continuing ed? Absolutely, right? If nothing else, and and right, we offer it as live classroom or as webinars or as mm -hmm. online. Yeah. And and most of us are, most of the time, home inspection is a second career. So most of us are a little older. Um, I think a lot of us prefer to be sitting in a classroom where you can talk to other people. That's one thing about the, the, the North Carolina Licensed Home Inspector Association is they offer that conference every year. And it's a time to go network with other home inspectors. We are, we are loners, right? We, most of us are, are a one-man show. We work by ourselves. We do everything by ourselves. So occasionally it's good to see others that do the same thing and we can learn from others. Yeah, it's a lonely industry. Um, and, I, and I was very impressed with how many in-person classes ICA had nationwide. Right. I was so pleased. It's just like, no matter what region or state you live in, there's there's a class that you could get to nearby. And I, and it's, I like uh, it's not a challenge anymore, but it was a challenge during COVID. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> can only imagine the audio visual issues and the coordination and people. Yeah. Getting a room. In 20, in 2020, when I was doing continuing ed, and, and we home inspectors wait to the last minute, we have to get our continuing ed in North Carolina before September 10th mm -hmm. and renew before September 30th. And so everybody, we nobody holds classes till the summertime because all we home inspectors procrastinate to the end. But I was scrambling. I, I actually uh, held one course in the, the when we were going to Wilmington. Uh, the hotel would not let us come. They changed their mind and would not let us come at the last minute. And I, my brother has a, uh, lives near Wilmington, has a very nice detached garage with heat and AC. So we were in his garage for the class. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sometimes but you now, it, now it's easy. Hotels are open. Everything's open. We can get back in there. Hey, you did, you did what you had to do. I respect we did it. it. We keep going. Yes. What are some what are some key learnings and, and takeaways you've found over the years, kind of teaching inspectors, doing continuing ed? There's there's got to be some themes over the years that you've kind of learned being on the other side of it, maybe teaching as opposed to, you know, obviously in the field, there's learnings when you're a home inspector. But what have you learned kind of teaching and guiding home inspectors? And, and to me, that's the value of a live classroom is people will talk. 
I, I have my experience and, and I live in the Raleigh area of North Carolina and North Carolina is unique because we got mountains on one side and the beach on the other. And, and we build it, you know, the whole middle of the state builds it one way, but you build it completely different at the beach and completely different at the mountains. And that, that's not the experience I have. So being in a classroom and listening to the experience of other home inspectors, mm. I always walk away knowing something different every year or something unique. And then when, when I advertise to realtors locally, and they ask, will you go to, I say, yes, I'll go anywhere you will. And, and someone said recently, well, I'm selling a house at the beach. And I said, okay, I can get you a good home inspector at the beach. <laughs> Why won't you go? Because in Raleigh, we don't build them on pylons. We don't build them on sticks in Raleigh. So I don't know anything about it. Hey, good to know. I appreciate yeah. that. What are some common kind of new inspector misperceptions or misconceptions about the industry? Well, that's what I, it, it, we are, there's a lot of people coming into this industry in North Carolina right now. And, and it was the same way prior to the housing market crash, right? There, there was a lot of people coming in and people, people are buying a house and they go follow home, home inspector and think this is an easy job. You know, he, he turns lights on, he plugs a tester into the wall this is an easy job. I could do this. Uh, so there's a lot of people, and, and maybe I'm guilty because I'm doing the pre-licensing courses and training these people, but there's a lot of people come in thinking this is easy and you don't need a lot of knowledge about the house, but all in all, home inspectors have more knowledge of the house as a system together than any other profession. Hmm. Right. Everybody else has their trades and, and they're, 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 they've got their blinders on, right? The carpenter's doing his job or the framer and the, the HVAC guy and the plumber. Everybody's doing their job and not a lot of people are looking at it as a system. Hmm. That if I change the environment in the crawl space, how do I change the house? And we home inspectors have that education to look at the house as a whole, as a system. And we shouldn't walk in there as the cheapest bidder for the home inspection. We, we carry a tremendous amount of liability. We should be getting paid well for what we do. Amen. I think, the, I think it's possibly the average might be underpriced by at least a couple hundred dollars. I, 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 have, I probably haven't been assertive enough in putting out content around the potential savings home inspectors give home buyers and it's well into the thousands uh, on, on average. This, this segues nicely into some tips you would give new home inspectors. There's probably some prospective home inspectors that will be watching this because um, it's, it's kind of geared towards the training and such. What are some tips or pitfalls uh, you know, that you would give new inspectors, given the industry just on its own, but also at this point in time, it, it may be a little different. Well, it's, it's all about persistence. Um, but as I said, most of the time, most of the time, this is a second career. We, we did recently, um, in one of the field training classes, I had the field training class I taught in October, there was a gentleman there who had just graduated high school. So he was 18 years old Wow. doing his pre-licensing education to become a home inspector. And, and my thought was he's going to struggle because the world is going to look at him and say, 
he's not old enough and he doesn't have enough experience. He doesn't know what he's looking at. Right. He could be the best student ever, but you, you have that perception. Um, persistence, right? It, you, most of us as a second career, don't quit your day job first, build this slowly. And there's a lot of people that have flexibility now in their jobs that they can do them different times. So you can have flexibility in scheduling this. The, the beauty of it to me is I get to set my schedule and I can work as much as I want or as little as I want, but I get to set the schedule. The, the reality is if you don't go do that home inspection, you don't get paid. <laughs> so it, it's all about scheduling and it, it takes time. It's not something you're not going to start out gangbusters in the beginning. It's going to take time, marketing and networking to build this into a full-time career. That's such a great point. I, th I think some out there, maybe they see marketing from, from somewhere that makes them believe it's a six figures quickly kind of job and industry. And I think that's, yeah, I think we know better. Uh, so yeah. that that's great advice. Do you find a lot of your students um, are doing the part-time kind of ease into the industry approach do the yeah, high majority and, have flexible jobs and recently uh and i happened in the raleigh area i'm about an hour away from fayetteville north carolina which is a huge military base at fort bragg uh, uh this we we just finished a 10-day pre-license or, or field training course last friday actually and there were two students in there that one was 19 years and five months in the military and one was 19 years and eight months in the military. So they were planning their next career when they retire at 20 years. So I'm seeing, uh, we see, I tend to have multiple military people. Uh, and, and the other inspector that works for me is, is retired military. And, and he told me in the beginning when I was training him, he said, Eric, I've been taught procedure my entire life. He mm. said, I can follow a procedure. You show me the procedure and I can follow it. And he's done a great job of that. So it, it thought, I thought, hmm, if I ever hire somebody else, maybe I go looking for retired military because they will follow procedures. <laughs> they know the standards of practice when they see it and they love <laughs> yes, nothing sir. more. I grew up in a military family, so I have great respect for, for military, uh, the mindset. Right. What, what other industries do you see being successful home inspectors do you you get a you get such a unique vantage point like what else besides the military do you find uh they tend to do well uh, well i don't know if i can relate it to an industry or if it's just it's the detail-oriented people right if okay there, correlation um, with being detail-oriented maybe as opposed to so somebody told me one time and i've never tried to calculate it but somebody told me when we walk into a house we have 1500 items to look at. Um, and, and you can right? Our, our standards of practice state that I have to inspect a representative number of items, which means one receptacle per room or one window per room or door or something. Well, that's not me. I'm, I'm going to touch everything I can get to. And that's the way we train people is to touch everything you can get to, because if you only inspect one receptacle in a room, that's going to be the one receptacle that's, that's behind a piece of furniture and never gets used. <laughs> they do the rest of them work. Um, so I think it's the detailed oriented, the, the be willing to learn a procedure and follow that procedure. And, and I struggle because 
right? We're, we're, we teach people in this field training how to write a report, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're following North Carolina standards to write a report. And reports are, right, you know, software is either room-based or systems-based. And the, the report really needs to come out in the systems-based. And then all of the electrical defects are together for the electrician. Right. For us home inspectors, it would be easier to be a room-based um, and that's what I noticed in the, the people in this class, when they're starting to learn is they let the template drive what they do in the field. Mm. And I have to say, stop, right? Here, you remember the procedure we talked about, follow the procedure. That means, yes, you got to go from electrical to plumbing and then back to exterior. You got to jump around in the report, but follow the procedure. Oof, that's such a good, that's really insightful um, and gives me things to think about on the software side of how in the, you know, we can innovate and improve on kind of that tendency or the reality of going room by room needs to output system by system. One of the things that on that list you gave me is one wish item for Spectora. <laughs> yes, my wish item is I want a room by room template that produces a systems-based report. It is doable. I know we have looked into this in the past. Yeah, yeah, we have we have tossed this around and started talking about the technical complexities of it. Right. It, it, it's, it's gonna it's be cool. complicated. <laughs> and and then, then the real complication though is, right? I, I personally have a, a, a deficiency or defect or observation in my report that is, I don't know, the, the, the receptacles listed above have reversed polarity. And I used the location list in Spector and create a list in that defect. So I have one defect for reverse polarity. But if we go to room by room, right now, I now have three defects because it existed in three separate rooms that, right. that really, for the report, needs to go to one defect. So that's your... Uh, that's your challenge. It is the industry age-old debate for sure. Right. Yeah, because when there's only one defect present, not an issue. When there's more than one in the same item, and it, it becomes a challenge. So yeah, I hear you. Um, I want to shift a little to kind of how you view your business and what people could learn maybe from you being an operator for, for 20 years and having a successful business. What are What are some core tenants or philosophies that you kind of adhere to with your home inspection business? Like what, what's most important to, to your business? Well, it, to me, it's honesty, right? I'm going to treat people fair. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know, show up on time, do the job, be honest, right? We, we all, they look at, they, the, the buyer looks to us as the expert. Right. When really we're just the generalist and we know a little bit about everything there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're going to run into, we have new technologies coming out all the time that I run into things and, and admit to them. I have no idea what this is. Uh, I've got pictures. I've got pictures of the label and I'm going to call another home inspector while I'm driving home. And, and, and I tell all our students, right call me. Here's my card. Call me if you got questions. I want you to do your research right? and use me to confirm it or deny it, but you do your research and then tell me what you think it is. So it's, 
persistence, right? You you gotta you gotta be there every day and and I tell people I'm always amazed at a at a self-employed person that does not have a business card in their pocket. Oh because you never know where the next job's coming from. You 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 could be at the beach sipping a beer and meet the biggest realtor from your area. Right. Have a business card everywhere you go. We 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 teach a, a class, Mike and I, and we refer it to as, and you know, there's the always be selling, you know, mantra or the always be closing ABC. We call it always be relationshiping, even though it's not yeah. a word, but like, you know, you're at, a, you're at a soccer game, you're at the beach, you're at the supermarket. You just never know. And I think that curiosity is something I know that doesn't come natural to a lot of humans, let alone home inspectors of just always asking about people. Um, because I think you just run into business in everyday life, if you're kind of open and looking for it. So that, I, I really like that you mentioned that. And, and your, I like your analogy. It's not, you're not always selling, you're always relationshiping because no like and trust, right? No like and trust. They, yeah. They've got to know you before they're willing to take a chance. Yeah. And that, that marketing, right? I always do presentations at Realty Office. You take them food, you, you present for five minutes and you hope and, and, that does not net a lot because they don't know you. Right. It, it's, it's all about a relationship with someone. What, what are some of those intangibles that go into some of your best like agent relationships? Like, what does that look like? Um, like you said, like someone has a no like and trust you, but like, how, how do you, how do you get there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One of my biggest agents over the years, I, he, he's a younger gentleman as a realtor. He's been very successful. Uh, I met him because I was working for the buyer of his first listing okay. years ago. And I met him and talked with him and, and he's used me ever since. Uh, knock on wood, right? He may yeah. be calling somebody else today, but uh, it, so it's all about building that relationship and, and maintaining it and staying in touch with people. Yeah. And, and the, when you're going to do presentations at a realty office, don't go in there and talk about yourself. Mm. Figure, out, figure out something the realtors need to know. Go educate them on something. It, you're going to leave a flyer. You're going to leave a business card that has your information. Go educate them. Oh, you just, that very well said, Eric. Don't talk about yourself. Tell, that, tell them how to, tell them the difference between hardboard or masonite siding and fiber cement or hardy plank. How can they to learn the difference when they're doing a new listing? Teaching them. I like it. Adding value, adding yeah. value. Um, so how, how have you kind of been adapting, whether it's your teaching or within your business kind of to these last few months, we touched on it a minute ago, but like, how do you view now and kind of the future in terms of business or yeah, I'll just stop there. How are you viewing and, and kind of teeing this up for inspectors? And, and that's the, that's the issue with a home inspector. That's a one man show, right? Cause how do you market? How do you spend time marketing when you spend all the time inspecting? How do you spend time working on your business instead of working in your business? Mm. Um, so it's, that's a challenge. And do you set a set time aside, set a day aside that's not on the schedule to do home inspection so you can go market. And when, when things are busy and going well, you don't need to market, <laughs> but when they're not, you learn 
I got the market. So I have, and, and that's what I've started doing over the course of this year is I've gotten back into doing more marketing, more is, relationships, more pressing the flesh or, or shaking hands and meeting realtors. So does that look kind of like going to those associations that you're a part of the, the, um, organizations, just more activity. Is that kind of how marketing yep. kind of is defined in your eyes? More activity. Uh, do, do I go back? I actually have joined a BNI group again this year to go cool. do it that route. And it, are you a member of any local realtor associations that you, or how do you sponsor events where realtors are? How do you get, how do you meet realtors? Yeah. Just how do, do you get in front of them? With them? And I know there's, there's guys that are going to say, we don't need to be marketing to realtors. We need to be marketing to the public. Uh, but in my reality, the, the client doesn't hire us. We, we work for the client, but the realtor hires us. The realtor is, uh, uh, if I need to meet buyers, realtors know buyers. And so I need to, I need to market to realtors and be on their list. Yeah, it's just the reality. I think it's a great right. idea. I know inspectors want that, but at the end of the day, the, the, the structure of the industry is still set up the way it is. The, the realtors bring the buyers. Yep. Um, so marketing for sure for new inspectors, you know, they're, it's going to be one of the toughest years probably in recent history that for them to kind of get their name out there or maybe less inspections to go around or do they all seem prepared for that challenge? Do you, or do you think, Hey, they, they don't know what they don't know yet and they'll figure it out. <laughs> I, yeah. I, and I don't, you know, North Carolina requires a 200 hour education course, 120 in the classroom and 80 hours of field training. And the, the 80 hours of field training is 10 days and supposed to be 10 site visits. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm hiring you, you're going to do a whole lot more site visits with me, right? So yeah. we all realize that that 200 hour course, a person is probably not prepared 100% right. to go. And I tell the students, you know, start, start tomorrow, your, your house, your parents' house, any siblings, anybody, neighbors, go inspect, go get practice, write a report and give them that report. Give a report to somebody that's not in the real estate industry and have them read it and take their criticism because mm. they will help you tremendously in writing a defect statement that the general public can understand. That's great. Simply asking for feedback is underrated just in life, <laughs> let alone when you're, when you're starting a business. So what other, I'm, I'm curious from your vantage point, what other kind of trends or, or kind of industry changes you've seen or seen or anything, even it could be something that excites you kind of about the future of the industry. Um, I always kind of like asking that open-ended question just to kind of see what, where you see things going, like in a, in a follow-up, are there still a shortage of home inspectors uh, in general? Who knows? Um, right now, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> because of how slow things are. But yeah. next year, who, right? That, that's one of the questions you that I had in preparing for this is, what's the future and who? I, that's beyond me. I don't know. Um, yeah. We are right? Interest rates are always going to change. When we go back to less than 2%, that was kind of ridiculous, but yeah. um, 
who, who knows? I, like I said, I happen to live in a good area that is always a desirable place for people to move to. So, so we have a lot of people moving here and we can weather some of these storms that, that may not be able to in lower density areas. Um, yeah. But as far as the future, I don't know. Do you do, I, I, is there I'm much? Hoping, I'm hoping to be booked two weeks in advance. And, and that's the faith of this job is that the phone's going to keep ringing or people keep going online and scheduling and the schedule stays semi-full and I can keep moving. Yeah, there's definitely a lag between that marketing and then that virtuous cycle of the schedule just continuing to be booked out. It's a, it makes it a tough industry to be in, but a good one once you have that flywheel kind of going. I'm curious if you do a lot of new construction uh, inspections or commercial or kind of what's the, I guess, the breakdown kind of of, of the I, different types of inspections you do. I personally do very little of what I would consider commercial, you know, and there's occasionally and an office townhome or something like yeah. that, that that's really a house, but really commercial. I don't do any, I don't, I don't focus on it. There's a, and especially somebody tried to hire me recently for a great big building. And I'm like, no, cause the, it's going to have three phase power, which I don't see every day. And it could have chillers instead of HVACs, you mm. know, here, call this engineering firm. They do that all the time. Okay. So I don't do a lot of commercial, um, we are doing a tremendous amount of new construction right now. Really? Uh, there's a lot of new construction happening in our area. Um, I, don't, I don't think the municipalities are prepared for the traffic and the roads and things like that, but we got a lot of new construction happening in our area. That's good. That's good to hear. It's still, nice. still a housing shortage. Do the agents find you for those typically, or is that the buyer that, that comes across you for the new builds? <laughs> Uh, I probably have, but well, no, I think it's more agent than buyer. I had a, I had an agent in the past that would never refer me to her customers for new construction. And I, I talked about it and she said the the city, the county's inspecting it. You don't need to be there. So she was selling her house and it was about five years old and her boss was buying it and her boss had me inspect it. And they're, I found an air duct in the attic that had never been connected. So she said, well, the city inspected it, Eric. How did that pass? I said, that's not my job, but it didn't pass. So she said, for five years, I've been blowing heat and AC in the attic. I said, yes, you have. So now she always refers me for new construction. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and we home inspectors know we'll see things every day that we'll ask, how did this pass the building code inspectors? And or, or inspection. And this is nothing against any building code inspector. Those guys are woefully overworked. Yeah. They have a tremendous amount of things to look at every day. So they don't get to spend three or four hours at a house like a home inspector does. We got a, we got a better opportunity to find items. Yeah. 100%. So this has been, this has been great. Is there anything else we, that I didn't bring up that we, we had talked about, we wanted to cover. Um, we could talk favorite toys, tools, stuff like that, but you, you gave me the, the, the recommendation already for Spectora. So I appreciate that. I always appreciate that. I don't, I don't know how you, I, well, it's, it's all tagging and everything, but it's a challenge, right? When you got yeah. the same defect, you're trying to tie into one, but one day you guys will put it together. One day we will. It's the gift and the curse of ultimate customizability in the templates because you can move everything around so much. So sometimes keeping it tied to the output is the challenge. 
Maybe you can QA, QA it for us someday. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> well, Eric, this has been a pleasure. I'm glad we finally got to, you know, catch each other. Um, you know, it's, it's, I enjoy talking to you every time we do. And, and I'm, I'm so happy you're helping out with the ICA stuff and still, you know, the business is still going well. Thank you, sir. It has been a pleasure talking with you and catching up with you. And I will drop links um, in the description of this episode for anyone that wants to learn more, whether it's about ICA or your business. Um, I'll drop your website and kind of contact info there if anyone has questions because you're a wealth of knowledge. And I'm sure, uh, you know, anyone that that's on the pod usually gets a couple people wanting to pick their brain. Thank you. All right. Well, appreciate the time and uh, happy holidays. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. You too. Bye.